1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith, I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys, so without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: My life,
1: Hello, beautiful girl.
0: Ready to talk to the audience?
1: I am ready to talk to the audience.
0: Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. are you yeah. are you having a good new year, Mr. Smith?
1: So far, so good.
0: It's going to be our first full year in North Carolina.
1: yeah, you're right.
0: And I am yeah. I'm in love with this state.
1: I love it. me too. So
0: beautiful. I was joking on Instagram a while back that, I see little squirrels outside of my window every single day while I'm working. <laughs> and when they chase each other, it's my favorite. And then there's all these little birds. And I, like I, ca- I kind of feel like Cinderella. I'm like they're going to come into the house. They're going to help me get dressed. They're going to sing a little song. A little
1: song about it. Yeah. So
0: I leave this awesome message on Instagram about it, thinking I'm totally witty, right? And then my best friend messages me and she's like, they're really mean. So don't get close <laughs> to them. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh. I was visualizing them singing songs and helping me get dressed, you know, flat ironing well, they, my hair.
1: I can't even get close to them; they run away from me.
0: Yeah, so. for sure, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think they're. You must live
1: in a ghetto squirrel area,
0: <laughs> thug squirrel, yeah,
1: thug squirrels.
0: Oh my goodness! Well, welcome to <laughs> the Hashtag show, thug <laughs> everybody awesome topic today related to goal setting and sort of the all the new year new you energy that happens around the new year we're going yes. to talk about seven reasons goals fail and how to make sure that yours do not
1: Ooh.
0: but of course before we jump into all of this rich delicious content we gotta, gotta have
1: a rich delicious would you rather
0: that's right you gotta warm yeah. it up
1: yeah so let's do that would you rather all right so today's would you rather since we are doing the apartment living thing i thought this one might be appropriate okay would you rather live next to loud fight neighbors oh or barking dog neighbors
0: (gasps) oh um what kind of dogs
1: Oh, I don't know. Just it can be any dog you want. Just,
0: okay, like because just c-
1: yappy or a lot of barking.
0: Because I can handle like deep, bassy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I can like handle that. that way more than like, you well, know. You do,
1: you do a much better yappy one than I do.
0: Just big surprise.
1: I do the bass dog. You do the treble dog.
0: <laughs> I've always said that. I've always said you're like the mastiff, and I'm like the chihuahua. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, it's okay.
0: True. If, if it was fighting, I think I would rather pick the dogs. Really? Ah, I'm torn because, mm. yeah, I think I would pick the dogs because I could actually call on them. I could call, like, animal control and be like, I'm really concerned about these dogs being left all day or whatever. But if they're fighting, I would – it would be harder for me to to not want to get involved. Like – And especially if it's some sort of like domestic violence or no,
1: just yelling, just screaming, nothing violent.
0: But you know, like that's that's my area of expertise. I even told our neighbors before we had that situation before. That's right. I was like, "Is it? it, Is everything cool?" Because I really, you know, like I
1: really, (laughs) a life coach popped their head, and I
0: kind of was like that. I was like, not to be a life coach or anything, but
1: (laughs) I, I I'm going to be a life coach.
0: I have thoughts if you're interested. Because I can hear clearly everything. Um, but, yeah, I think I would I would go with the dogs. So what about you?
1: Mm, I, I, ju- I don't know if I could do... Hey, okay, here's my two thoughts okay. with uh, the fighting neighbors. Okay. One is kind of fun to listen in on. Like, ooh, what are they fighting
0: about? There's that voyeur excitement. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> the other part is, like, there's an energy that comes off of that. That's true. That I don't want to absorb. Yes. Right? Where a barking dog is just annoying. Right. You know? So I'm not, sure, I'm not sure which one I'd go for. I thought about this, and I'm like, man, that's a fitty. Fitty for me.
0: I feel like I could mentally block out a dog more than I could
1: content. You, you think so? Yeah. Okay.
0: More so than...
1: Oh, like words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because then I'd be like,
0: oh, that was really below the belt. And oh, (laughs) really didn't have to go there. It's
1: really getting loud over there now. I
0: think my profession would get in the way a little bit of that one.
1: A barking dog's just a barking dog, but fighting humans is like, oh.
0: I know. Why are they fighting? Stop fighting. Yeah. So what are you going to go with?
1: I'm going to go with the barking dog. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather, and we talk about it every single week over in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. If you were not aware of this, no, Mr. Smith.
1: <laughs> I, did it, I did it really quiet.
0: Speaking of dogs,
1: <laughs>
0: he does this creepy after
1: hours. After
0: hours. <laughs> I hate it. You love it. She does it every time I mention it. Okay. It's fun. Uh, okay, so in after hours, every single Monday we talk about the Would You Rather of the Week, and it's really fun to hear from other podcast listeners and what they would choose and why. And then there's oftentimes a whole slew of questions they have for Mr. Smith in order to qualify the questions. It can't be
1: simple, can it?
0: It's fantastic. It's my favorite part. <laughs> All you have to do if you want to join for our very exclusive, inclusive club is cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to the Facebook group, and you can find the link in the show notes page. And tons of cool stuff over there. There's also a private resource vault only for podcast members that you can only access through the After Hours Club, where you get tons of additional content videos that I've filmed. We do weekly Q&A sessions. There's coupon codes usually floating around, not to mention just tons of awesome camaraderie. And... Would love to have you. So, cruise over there. And speaking of awesome free shit.
1: Oh, I hear it. Do you I do? I hear I do. It's a little bit. It's coming around the mountain. Yep. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit
0: alert. <laughs> Why is it always around a mountain? I don't know. Why would a free shit alert be around the mountain? Is it the
1: free shit's coming around the mountain when it comes.
0: When it comes. Right.
1: It's coming around the mountain when it comes.
0: And it's coming around the mountain. You can't... And it's coming around the mountain. Let's hear it. Coming, coming around, around the mountain when it comes. It comes free shit. <laughs> That's right, people. You heard it here. <laughs> because it's likely you would never hear that any fucking way else. It's true. <laughs> workshop, you guys, this week, if you're listening to this podcast the day that it airs, which is January 8th, this coming week, we have two different dates and times for one of my most popular workshops. It's called Three Easy Ways to Immediately Silence Your Inner Shit Talker. Mm-hmm. This workshop is like a podcast episode on steroids. It's considerably longer. It's extremely interactive. You'll get to hang out with a bunch of other podcast listeners and followers and students and all sorts of cool people from all over the world come together to learn about kicking that inner shit talker to the curb. I like it. Here's why this is really important, all right? So we're we're going to be covering off a handful of things you will have a comprehensive workbook that you will then go into your next week checking off items and doing a bunch of homework assignments so you can actually make shit happen. A lot of times we take certain ideas in personal development, like speaking up for yourself or establishing boundaries or saying no, and we consume the information and think, oh, that's a great idea. And then you don't do it. Like the next time your mother-in-law talks shit, you just accept it. Mm -hmm. Or the next time your neighbor's dog is barking too fucking loud, (laughs) you just allow that to happen. Instead of enforcing a boundary or learning to say no or contending with guilt in a way. All of my workshops are designed to get you into action in order to create change. That's why it's so important that you carve out this sacred hour and a half only for you. There's going to be tons of interaction. We're going to be covering off really cool topics. One of them is how to stop your inner shit talker dead in his or her tracks. This is paramount. In fact, we were doing an in-person live event, uh, myself and two colleagues, this past October. And somebody had asked us, if you could distill all things that we've learned this weekend into one primary most important thing for us to do, what would that be? And I said, hands down, get a handle on your self-talk. Reason why is your self-talk is incessant. It is constant and it is always with you. So if you listen to a podcast that gets you all pumped up for one hour during your day and then the other 23 hours you talk nonstop shit to yourself, you're probably not going to implement any kind of change because your negative self-talk is running the show. The deal with successful, confident, happy people is that they speak nicely to themselves. They say empowering things. Now, there's plenty of people who are successful who are not happy.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: But if we're talking about people who are confident, who are successful and love their life and are full of joy, those people speak kindly to themselves. So we're going to cover off all the tools that get you there so that... You can wake up pumped up for your life so that you're thrilled to start that new business, even if you're scared. That you're up for entering the dating scene again, even if you've been afraid in the past that you're damaged or have too much baggage. It gets you into action, and when you love yourself and when you speak kindly to yourself, you make shit happen that matters to you. This is the secret, everybody. This is the fucking secret. It is how you speak to yourself. We're also going to talk about getting rid of that concept of I need to be perfect. I need to be perfect. I need to be perfect. So when we knock this shit out of the way, here's what you can expect. You're going to get way more things done. You're going to alleviate a massive amount of stress and you're going to feel way fucking happier, period. The idea around perfection is such a stifling fallacy because it doesn't even really exist. We can never actually be perfect. We're going to go through all of that and how to contend with it. And one of my favorite tools I'm going to share with you is around how to craft mantras that don't feel like a bullshit lie. A lot of times we hear, oh, just think positive or say kind things to yourself. I'm actually going to give you a formula that's very palatable. It's going to be customized to you so it's not just some generic meme And it's going to be related specifically to how you want to feel around the issues in your life that scare you the most. So it's the most potent type of mantra you can create. And you're actually going to believe it. Which means all of those things that you want start to happen, right? You go and put yourself out there and you start that business or you get back to the gym or you're able to tackle those financial goals because the fuel inside your tank is positive, right? It's nice. It's kind. It's making that journey really enjoyable. So Ooh. if you want in, again, like I said, it's going down this week. Get over to the slash register, and you can snag your spot in class. You will also receive your comprehensive workbook, which as we know is what's going to get you to create some actual change as we go through the new year. Because I'm assuming you've got some... Goals you want to create, right? You probably want to lose some weight. You probably want to hang out with your kids more. All of that stuff will have self talk that follows suit, right? I mean, how many people have gone to the gym and then start their mental self talk is all in comparison to other people? Like, Mm, oh my gosh, you're never going to lose weight or you're so stupid or why even bother, right? If we shift that fundamental element of self talk, the world is open to you, quite literally. It is open to you. You can have whatever you want. It is. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. I used to look in the mirror and hate who I was, just abhorred who I was, and it could not be more vastly opposite than that. Now I remember. Yeah, you you were privy to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to always tell me, "I like you when you like you." That's true. And there's a very real reason for that because it's magnetic it's exciting it's lovely to be around people who actually enjoy who they are right all right so anyway get your ass to class and you can also find that link in the show notes page and we'll be discussing it like crazy in the after hours group so be sure to come hang out with us there how about we talk about making sure that everybody out there all their goals get handled this year
1: well we kind of went over how to set goals last time
0: we did. Now
1: we get to talk about how to keep them sure so that they come to fruition.
0: That's right. And okay. I think that a lot of times there are certain things that will derail a really noble, awesome goal. And if we just know what some of those things are, you can get ahead of them and set yourself up for success far better than if you just kind of throw yourself into the new year mm-hmm. haphazardly. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you guys about seven reasons why goals fail. And then for each of them, I want to talk about what to do instead. That way, everything that you've crafted for the new year happens. And that way you can get to, you know, December of 2018 and be like, fuck yeah. You know, when everyone's like, 2018 can go to hell. You're like, uh, <laughs> dude, I am sitting pretty over here. If you have not caught episode 234, two episodes ago, I did a pretty intense yearly planning episode, and it comes with a completely free planner. You definitely want to go over and listen to that episode after you've listened to this one as well. It'll give you some really solid tools on crafting goals for the new year as well. So this, I thought, would be just kind of the icing on the cake and some ability to get you past February or March and actually continue the trajectory of these exciting things you want in your life. All right. First reason why goals fail is you set the goal because you think you should.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I see this oftentimes with people who feel like they should want to be thinner, but truth be told, they're, they're actually fairly comfortable. They don't know if they really want to do all the work it takes. Or people who think they should get involved with their kids' school more because that's what, quote, a good parent would do, Hmm. even though it does not – it makes you want to pull your teeth out. It's the people who feel like, okay, I should do more work or be more involved with my church because I always have done that. I've always been the coordinator or I've always done these things in the past when in reality, it's a should. It's not something you genuinely want to do. This is what I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself this question. If no one else knew that I accomplished this goal, would I still want to accomplish it? Okay. If I wasn't going to be like chastised or given shit for it from my family or if I wasn't going to get a guilt trip from a boss or a coworker or whatever, would you still want to accomplish this thing? Or is it primarily motivated from a place of guilt, obligation, or somebody else's dream?
1: Oh, yeah. That happens quite a
0: bit. We've shared the story of you going to PT school. Yeah. And that being something that your dad really wanted. Yeah. And when push came to shove and you kind of had the opportunity to reevaluate, you went, no, I don't really want this. My dad wants this.
1: hmm hmm yeah.
0: So run your, all your goals through the idea of your big why. Why do you want to accomplish that? I think that may have started from Martha Beck, who is a huge pioneer in coaching, and she talks about our big why. What is it? That is propelling us towards that goal. Is it because we want to create impact in this world? Is it because it's genuinely fulfilling for us? Is it in alignment with our values? What do we think it will give to us once we accomplish that thing? Just do a check of if no one else were to know I accomplished this, would it still be fulfilling for me? All right. And sometimes we also have to check our goals against societal standards right? Like I've had to really check myself lately because I run in a lot of circles of activism and there are a lot of judgments about you are not a good enough activist. Or if you cared this much about X, Y, or Z issue, you would release blog posts about it and you would do that. that, that. And so I have to step back and go, okay, what are my goals around activism? According to me, not around what other people are telling me my goals should be.
1: There's times when you have friends or colleagues or people that you know that kind of, for lack of a better word, instigate you towards something. You're like, oh yeah, I should get more involved with that. Right. So how do you decipher between knowing what your goals are and having influence from other people?
0: No, that's great. Because that you're talking about a difference between obligation and inspiration. Okay. So there's one... Component of obligation feeling like I'm not going to be accepted unless I do this and then the inspiration is oh my god I want to get into action and I'm on fire, right? Like they really inspired me the emotion that you feel is very different one of like guilt Obligation is very shackling and heavy versus something Like, inspiration is exciting and, oh, yes, I want to craft this. Hmm. But both of those, you check in internally and go, what is my big why? Why am I doing this? Because I'm inspired. I want to create impact. I want to make make a difference in this world versus so-and-so is going to give me shit if I don't do it. Got it. Okay, great second reason why your goal may not succeed is it's not clearly defined. One of the questions that you can ask yourself around this is, how do I know that I've accomplished this goal? And I know that sounds really odd, but I do see a lot of people, and I mentioned this in episode 234, again, definitely cruise through that one when you get a chance. But I see a lot of people who say, 2018 is going to be the year of my business, or I'm going to get fit in 2018, or I'm finally going to pay attention to my marriage in 2018. And then it's really vague. And you could kind of say, well, I guess I did a little bit on my marriage. I guess I worked on my fitness a little bit. But it's not really quantified or qualified. I highly suggest that you take whatever goal it is that you want. Like, let's say you would like to have more romance with your partner. Decide what that means to you. What does that really look like to you? Is that sex? Is that dating once a week? Is that deeper conversations? And then put those into some way that you can check off a box and go, yes, we did do that. Action. Actionable. Exactly. And most of the time, I'm a huge fan, a huge proponent for systems. If you can put things on your calendar, if it's, you know, relationships, like I was just mentioning, can you get a date night once a week? Can you have, okay, Tuesday we're going to do a quick check-in and talk about household obligations or whatever. What are your things that you know you want to accomplish and then be able to answer the question, how do I know if I've accomplished this goal? Hmm, And get that down on paper And again, you can use the planning guide from episode 234 to help you do that. The third reason why some goals fail is there is zero accountability. You don't have to do it for any reason other than your own gumption. Nobody else knows that you're going after it. Or even worse, you're surrounded by the wrong people. This can happen a lot of times when you have a goal around something that used to, that behavior used to unite you with a group of people. Here's what I mean. Perhaps you really want to get healthy, but you have close friends who love to talk shit on skinny people. They love to go out drinking or go out eating. Mm -hmm. And your whole relationship is based on behaviors you know you're going to have to give up in order to attain your goal. Those are challenging. And I don't necessarily think it's always about eliminating those friendships, but it definitely involves communicating with them about what you do and don't need and Making sure that you have somebody in your life, even if it's like an online forum or a Facebook group or something like that, that is cheerleading you, that is telling you, no, you haven't lost your goddamn mind. Yes, you can start this business. Yes, you can begin this nonprofit. Yes, you can go to Africa and do whatever the fuck you want. If you're surrounded by people who knock down your goals or your dreams, first and foremost, you've got to get away from them or at the very, very least, tell them you're not interested in hearing their opinion. You have to set up a boundary with those people. But get some accountability around your goals. If it is weight loss, get involved with like-minded people, whether it's on an internet you know, online forum, or if it's at your local gym, or if it's hiring somebody like a personal trainer or paying monthly for, you know, an online community where you stream videos and you're able to, you know, communicate with other people and cheer each other on. A lot is happening now in our social construct that... Gives us that opportunity to connect with like minded people. So, whatever your goal is, get around people who can hold you accountable. One of the things that people love so much about the tribe, which is actually coming up very <laughs> soon this month, is that network, is that accountability, is the weekly check in of me going, hey, how did this? assignment go how did it go speaking up for yourself what did you notice about your belief systems where are you really being held back and then everybody else coming together and going you can do this or i struggle so much with that issue too and the camaraderie paired with the accountability equals so much more success yes absolutely the the students that i have that that come to every single call or they chime in on every single thread each week are the ones who have by far the most successful results. Yeah. Get accountable around your goal. I like to say get a badass buddy, but if you if you don't have somebody in your immediate in-person circle, search online. There's I've I have had so many people from the tribe in fact, who would live in totally different states or even different countries, get together in real life, but a majority of their relationship is long distance and it works out beautifully. Okay. Number four, this reason is you don't have a due date or a deadline. Hmm. This one is big. And these are the ones that typically are 2018 goal, then it moves on to 2019, then it moves on to 2020. then And here you are five years later, and you've still wanted to learn Spanish, or (laughs) you've still wanted to lose 50 pounds, or you still wanted to start that business. And there's nothing that is getting you to a finish line. And with that due date or deadline, oftentimes that has to be broken up into small pieces, right? Like you're going through this right now, starting a brand new business in a different state. And we have a brilliant, brilliant business strategist that both of us have worked with. And she is so great about saying, okay, here's the first step. And then here's second, third, so we take this mammoth goal of starting a business, right? And then you break it down into small pieces. And then each one of those has a deadline, has a due date. How do you eat an elephant? One One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. And you got to put that bite on your fucking calendar and go, that bite is due tomorrow. Yep. (laughs) Right? That's right. So make sure whatever you are doing as far as breaking things down into baby steps, that all of those things have some sort of final date in mind. And it's okay if you need an extension and it's okay if you need to, you know, uh, something else becomes more important. But those guidelines are so instrumental in you actually getting things done. They can be malleable and movable and all of that, but get yourself some deadlines. Five, number five, this reason why some goals fail, and this has a lot, I think, to speak about kind of the personal development element, and that is you quit at your first setback. Mm -hmm. Now, I am a huge fan of quitting (laughs) when it steals your soul to continue on. Right. Like, I do think there are times when it's the right thing to quit on a goal. However, if you have not changed your passion or your desire to see that goal to fruition, you are likely just giving in to a setback. Okay. Hmm. And I would also argue that everybody out there who is wildly successful has had multitudes of setbacks. Myself, Mr. Smith, very much included. And there is an ancient proverb that I love that says, fall down seven, get up eight. Fall down seven, get up eight. And if you fall down eight, you get up nine. It's all about that whole, like, I'm going to get back through this. I'm going to get over this. And sometimes it's switching up the goal. Sometimes it's switching up your method. I'm going to talk about that in a second.
1: Um, I have one more analogy. Oh, okay. We were at the Hoover Dam, and I thought, man, this barrier, Hmm. this thing that's holding back this water, this obstacle, creates power. Ooh. So obstacles create power. And if you look at it that way, the obstacles aren't stopping you. You are stopping you. Right? (sighs) If you think of that obstacle as – a chance to kind of build up some momentum and push through. Right. Yes. That's how we get energy from water. That's how we get energy from wind is by kind of using that resistance.
0: Yes. And speaking of energy, Edison. Yeah. Had, I, I can't, I, I'm going to butcher it. If I try to do a statistic, the thousands of failed experiments. True. Before. There you go. Electricity was created or, yeah. inv- or realized basically it always existed. It was always there to be found out. Had he given up with any of those experiments, we may potentially have never discovered it.
1: Very true.
0: Fall down seven, get up eight. Now, there is a point when, and we're not going to go into it at length here though, where you've gotten up so many goddamn times and you have pushed forward so many times and there, there might actually be A moment where you reevaluate and go, is this worth the pain? Is this worth the mental bandwidth or angst or whatever it might be? But I'm guessing that for many of you, that's not the case right now. At the beginning of the year, we usually have so much fervor, excitement, and zeal. Right now, if you are to get a setback, that's when we go... (gasps) Wah, wah, Mm -hmm. forget it. Maybe I don't want to do it. Or see, your inner critic starts going, see, you can never accomplish anything. See, no wonder he didn't ask you out on another date. You're too much baggage. And again, why I have to reinforce that your inner self-talk is paramount to your success. So keep in mind that any setback, like you so brilliantly said, is your opportunity To get back up, it's your opportunity to really realize the power that you have, the strength that you are capable of, the fortitude that you possibly embody by actually getting through that setback. Oh, yeah. In fact, one of my friends, uh, Kira Sabin... She, <laughs> we always joke about, it's not so much this way anymore, but we used to talk all the time about like, it's not a normal week unless we threaten to quit this business.
1: <laughs>
0: and we would, it, there were times when it was so hard. Like you and I, I mean, you saw me through some shit where I, I mean, probably even during the time we've recorded this podcast, uh, not today, but over these five years where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I cannot do this anymore. Right. And The big why, like we talked about at the very beginning when I thought about why am I doing this, it was truly about I need to put this message in the world. The big why hasn't changed. That is still important to me for people to know that it's possible to live a life on their terms, that they can speak up for themselves, that they can establish boundaries, that they don't have to be enveloped by guilt and fear and all of these things that most people walk around feeling. Yes. And again, why I created the tribe, it's why I create workshops for you guys, it's why I create after hours for you, and I'm so grateful to have you in this community. So again... If you want to be sure to make it to this workshop where we speak about this whole inner critic nonsense, please be sure to go to com slash register and grab your seat. Okay. So speaking of self-talk, number six, the reason why your goal may fail is your self-talk sucks. Okay. Your self-talk sucks. Now, I'm not going to beat this one too much of a dead horse because we're going to talk about it a lot at the workshop. So I genuinely would love for you to come so we can – tweak a lot of the content to fit your specific issue that you struggle with. Got it, yeah. And we have that built into the workshop. So I'm, I'm truly hoping that you'll come connect with us. Because like I said before, you definitely will see people who, who are wildly successful by all societal standards who simply are not happy because the way in which they engage with self is not powerful. And then you see people who actually do engage with self in a powerful way, and they are radiant. They are the best friends. They are the best bosses and investors and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and friends and family the people who genuinely love who they are. So it's possible to have all of it. I mean, you can motivate yourself into being skinny, into making a shit ton of money, and hate your life the entire time. In fact, we were watching a really amazing documentary with Jim Carrey the other day, and I will I'll link to that uh, in the show notes as well if you guys are interested. But he was talking about how he has this amazing quote where he says I really hope that everybody ac- accomplishes everything that they'd ever want all of their outlandish dreams to so that they can understand that happiness doesn't reside here. Yeah. And I'm butchering it. Yeah. You know, I'm totally butchering yeah, it, but, that's but it's kind to of that an effect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can get the perfect spouse, you can have the perfect business, the perfect career, all the money in the world and still be fucking miserable. And he you know, watching this documentary I was going This is what I do. This is my work. Oh, my God. I fucking love him. Oh, my God. We've been fans of his for over two decades, probably closer to three.
1: That documentary is called Jim and Andy, I think.
0: That's right. Or
1: Andy and Jim, one of the two.
0: I'll link to it for you guys so that you can check it out if you're interested. That point, I thought, was incredibly potent that it's not in the achievement of the goal. That's the icing on the cake. It is enjoying life through the entire journey. journey. And that has everything to do with your relationship to yourself. Yeah. Okay. And number seven, seventh reason why goals sometimes fail is your method is off. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. You might have a goal of, let's say networking a little bit more in business and there's a lot of different methods to network. For you, you love to do in-person networking. You I love, love to just knock on a random door and be like, hey, I'm Mr. Smith. Just <laughs> kidding. He doesn't call himself <laughs> Mr. Smith. But no, I, I I'm Mr. Smith. I would love to just <laughs> tie, shoot the shit with you. You know, and that method you love. It lights you up versus what lights me up, which is communicating with people online. And you hate that.
1: Yeah. So if you were to use, I don't hate it. It's just not my method.
0: It's not your method. Yeah. So if you were to choose that, it's not that the goal is changing. It's that the method needs to change. Hmm. Another great example of this is fitness. You know, some people really do well working out at midnight. (laughs) You know, versus five a.m. Right. Some people love the accountability of a trainer. You have always thrived on going to a gym. Yes. I have always thrived on home workouts. I love them. And that typically is what I do. I'll buy like a new program that I do at home. And then I go through that for three months, four months, five months, and then I'll do another one or I'll cycle through them. But that method really works for me. Now, from the outside the goal is is basically the same. We both have fitness goals, weight loss goals, health goals, whatever. The goal is the same. The method is very, very different. Yes. So sometimes you are using a method that you think you have to use. Like, oh, I have to do internet marketing or I have to hire a trainer or I have to do it this way. No. So check in and figure out, is the goal off? Or is it just the method is off? Hmm. Maybe there's an easier way for me to attain this goal that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Cool. So create a little system for yourself. Make sure that you're testing out multiple methods to see what works for you. I'm really hoping that this is helpful for you guys and gives you the ability to charge into 2018 like gangbusters. And again, don't forget to come hang out at the workshop this week And we're going to get a rain on that inner shit talker, and there'll be more information for you about the tribe and all of that good stuff. And I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in the mix?
1: Uh, There was a book called What's Your Why? Ooh. It it really helps kind of boil things down. I think it was a great book for me to help me go, okay, why is that goal important? And it kind of qualifies it a little bit better. It's by Kent Burns, and I, I I found it invaluable. Nice. As a, as a tool for goal setting, and uh, it, they, he uses it around why you're doing business. Okay. But you can, you know, tweak that and put it around anything you want.
0: Because it's the same principles.
1: Same principles, yeah. Totally. So that's the only addition I have.
0: Nice. Well, I, I really appreciate that, and I love your Hoover Dam reference, too. So I will <laughs> yeah. put... All of that stuff in the show notes. You guys can have all of those references and and check it out yourself. So I think that's it. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.